Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, we are back here on our shortened show. This is our last hour here on a Friday. Uh, now, remember, we will be doing taps today as we do at the end of every show on Friday. Uh, I don't know, have we had any names submitted to us, Kenny? We have not, and I believe this is the third consecutive week where I've received Isn't no that names. Something? Wow. That is amazing. Well, listen, I was uh, but, rather taken back. Yes. We do have Go something ahead. that we can pass along. Uh, uh, okay. President Biden uh, has awarded a Medal of Honor to a retired U.S. I was just watching it. Yeah. Are uh, you just watching okay. it? He, he is a. Uh, th- this was something that happened during the Vietnam War. Why this did not take place before that, you know, it almost leads you to think that it was political now that. Uh, it had to happen now at this point in time, but uh, I guess uh, for some reason the paperwork uh, didn't get handled right. Or, but it sounds like he uh, like he did a a very heroic uh, job of uh, maintaining a position, keeping his men organized. And uh, today they awarded what? Did, what did he say? He's eighty three, I think. Retired U.S. Army Colonel P- Paris Davis. Uh, was honored during a ceremony at the White House. He's been uh, recognized for what's described as remarkable heroism during the Vietnam War. Yep. Well, good for him. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry it took so long for our government to finally give him his due because he could have enjoyed it a little bit. U.S. More Army, Brad. Life, but U.S. Army. Yeah, he was born in. With that. Yeah, he was born in 1939. Yeah, 83 years old. Uh, 83. Yep. From uh, where was he from? Did it say here? Uh, huh. I don't see it here. Where's this guy from? Doesn't say anything you know, about where he was. Just says when he was I, born. Doesn't say where he was born. Yeah, I want to say he's from Carolina, one of the Carolinas, but okay. I'm not positive. I mean, all right. I put money and it's it. also today is also uh, it's Navy Reserves birthday. It's the Naval Reserves birthday today. Now, do you know why I knew that? Why? Because I saw a picture of Roger Reinhardt, who's in the Navy Reserves, who's a I believe he's like a vice commander or, uh, uh, you know, he's a pretty high-ranking naval officer. And he was, uh, they were, him and some of his uh, uh, shipmates were uh, at a meeting, at a reserve meeting, and they were saluting the Naval Reserve's uh, anniversary. Really? Okay. Well, uh, it does say here that Roger Reinhardt is a commander. Commander. There we go. Yeah. yeah. That's a high rank. High huh? up there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do I have on the Naval Reserve? I had some numbers here. Uh, I guess I don't. Oh, here it is. Uh, There are currently 59,152 personnel in the uh, Naval Reserve. Now, that comes into play, especially during times of conflict. Uh, If all of a sudden they need people to man ships, they've got a built-in reserve corps that they can activate and call up. So it's very important. Fou- and, uh, these guys do a great job. Found in March 3rd, 1915, a part of the U.S. Department of Navy, of course. The motto for the United States Navy Reserve, ready now, anytime, anywhere. 
Uh, I'm going to have so much fun in the years to come. I, I now am so fortunate to have two granddaughters. Uh, my oldest granddaughter, Laura, is at uh, West Point. She, can, can you believe she's almost finished with her first full year at West Point? Jeez. And, and my other granddaughter, uh, Chris's daughter, uh, is, Isabel, Izzy, we call her, uh, she is going to be leaving right after graduation at Brainerd High School this spring. She's going to be leaving for the Naval Academy where she has uh, accepted an appointment at the Naval Academy. And she's already communicating with the members of the swim team. She's going to be a member of the U.S. Naval Academy's diving team. Unreal. So That's great. It's going to be pretty interesting stuff. I was. Uh, I got to tell you, even though I'm a dyed in the wool Denfeld, you know, you cut me, I bleed maroon and gold. Um, but I was disappointed yesterday to see that the uh, uh, Greyhounds of Duluth East uh, couldn't pull it out in the final game against Andover. Um, they had beat Andover earlier in the year, five to one, and they they. Uh, Played the first period tough. They played a, a very tough first period, kept them scoreless. But after that, it was like uh, Katie opened the doors. Uh, Andover has this guy in their first line named uh, Conway uh, Cooper, Cooper, I believe it is. Anyway, he, uh, the, his coach says, uh, the other teams have been Cooperized, uh, we call that Cooperized, uh, because uh, he's just so fast. He's a great skater, great on the ice, but he's got great hands, and when he gets the puck on his stick, he is dangerous. And he scored three goals in the second period, and I think one or two more in the third period. Anyway, the Greyhounds uh, lost uh, in the final game. This is the second year in a row they've lost to Andover, and... Uh, it's a, a little bit tough. Uh, they they want to, you know, the co the new coach uh, Patosha wants to see this uh, team come back. Steve uh, Patosha wants to see this team uh, regain its uh, its glory days of East and get back to the state tournament. Uh, and uh, so that's what the kids are going to be working for. But they just couldn't pull it out. Well, that, that Andover team has a line that is all going D1. Is that right? All UMD bound? No, no, no Division One. The and oh, they have Division a one they bound. have a, a line. The all three forwards, I think they're all forwards. Anyways, they're all going D1. They, they are some top goal scorers on that Andover team. I got to tell you though, Brad, wow. East has a pretty good hockey team. Oh yeah, they've always every year they've got a good hockey team. Did you see who else came through uh, after Rockridge had dumped Denfield unceremoniously, like 15-1? to 1. 12, 12 to 1. Uh, whatever it was, 13-1, to 15-1. Anyway, they, uh, the next game they came back, and Hermantown struggled but ended up beating them 3-1, to 1, I think. So Hermantown is back in the state tournament again. Yep. Hermantown's starting to build themselves a real legacy up there. With uh, well, not starting to, they have for a number of years. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! <clears throat> well, 
If you were concerned that you may never see uh, in the state of Minnesota, you know, we've talked this week off and on a number of times about the fact that Minnesota is one of a few states that doesn't allow uh, people to receive their Social Security benefits without taxing it a second time. Remember, this is taxed when it goes into their Social Security fund. Then Minnesota, one of a very few states that when people are paid their Social Security benefits on retirement, they tax them for it. And uh, Governor Walls has said that he doesn't see a problem with that, that he wants to give some people, low-income people, he wants to give them their Social Security benefits, but not, not wealthy people, not more affluent people. Well, this isn't over yet, folks. I'm looking at uh, Minnesota Take this morning, and here's what they're saying about it. The governor doesn't like the idea, neither does the Speaker of the House, and the Senate Majority Leader is certainly not a fan, so that means Minnesota Democrats who control the legislature won't eliminate a state tax on Social Security benefits, right? Not so fast. Debate over ending the Social Security tax is far from settled, uh, turns out that uh, that a number of senators, specifically now, right now, this the Senate in the state of Minnesota is controlled by the Democrats, but only by one vote. And it turns out there were four Democrats that ran for reelection based on almost solely on the fact that they were going to get rid of the tax on Social Security. So. If they're if they're going to fold now and lay down and let uh, Tim Walls, uh, Governor Walls, and the rest of the Democrats run over them, I doubt that they will be able to see their way to another election. But uh, the word is coming out that a number of these people that ran on the fact that they were going to get rid of Social Security, they have come out and said that's exactly what we what we want to do. We're going to push to get rid of Social Security on all. Uh, recipients of Social Security. So we'll keep an eye on that as we go along. In the meantime, we got a caller that wants to be involved this morning. Uh, Jeff from over in Superior. Jeff, thank you very much for calling in. What's on your mind today? Hi, Brad. Great to hear you, and you always have a good show. I, I know you're very serious, so I want to introduce a little levity to uh, your day. <laughs> thank you. You know, they're they're asking for songs for Bentleyville. People can write their own Bentleyville song. Yes, you know that. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that. Well, I I got one. It's short, and I'd like to sing it for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bentleyville, Bentleyville, it's Christmas time in Duluth. Stars at night, shining bright, hot chocolate and cookies to boot. You like it? Come on, Brad. Uh, Jeff, I don't want to offend you. <laughs> Brad, uh, I mean, <laughs> lyrically, I think it's good. Okay. I mean, I, you might want to find somebody else to sing it or at least get into a professional oh, studio. Oh, no, 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 oh. no. I'm just saying get into a studio. You want to, you know, refine it. But I think it was pretty good. <laughs> it had, Jeff, it had a, it reminded me a little bit of some other song. You didn't, uh, uh, you no. didn't do a Joe Biden here and steal this no. from some other song, did you? You're not accusing me of doing a Michelle Obama and, and stealing. No, no, oh no, no, no. Stealing 
<laughs> words from. That's an Irving Berlin tune, I think. Yeah, Maybe. silver bells. You know, I was going to say, I thought, yeah, silver bells, there we go. <laughs> but lyrically, well, you, you nailed it. I, I like the lyrics. I wouldn't say to boot at the end. To boot? I would say well, for you. Duluth. Oh, oh yeah. Well, Duluth. I think you can he say said for Duluth. Oh, for Duluth. Okay. I had to rhyme well, with Je- Duluth, and I. Jeff, I think you got to go back to the uh, drawing board on word Work selection, but it's a it's yeah. A good start. I would change to boot start. to for you. All right. Well, all that's right. just my suggestion. I, I mean, it's your song. Yeah, you don't and like I the way Jeff sings. I thought Jeff's voice was very acceptable. I I didn't see a you problem. You should hear me in the voice. shower. <laughs> you should hear me in the shower. That's where he's. That's where you're really good, huh? Yeah, that's, that's, the moisture and the steam really brings out the best. Yes, there you go. The yeah, the, the sounds bouncing off the ceramic tiles. Well, I hope somebody. <laughs> regarding Bentleyville is listening. I think I thought it was good. I mean, it was short and sweet. I don't know if they're looking for something longer, but I liked it. Well, they I think they want something that they can use as as part of their promotional deal. Now, they're they're willing to give some fairly interesting prizes here, aren't they for this? For the Bentleyville song? Yeah, I I don't remember what it was. I should know that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I might have it here. Maybe I don't. I I thought I had it here, but uh I know we do have to fit a break in here. Well, anyway, Jeff, great, uh, a good start. I think that's, but yeah, uh, that's called plagiarism, I believe. (laughs) If you're stealing it from Irving Berlin. Uh, Say, this morning I couldn't help but notice, and we got to go to, we got to go to our first break here. Let's do that. When we come back, I want to talk about a story that I noticed. So let's, let's go to break. KDAM. There's always been debate. Sound off with Brad Bennett. But what we've got now, I believe, is corruption. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 1126, 28 degrees at the Army Corps of Engineers, southwest wind, about 7 miles an hour. Relatively mild uh, by Duluth standards today. A little bit of calm before the storm. Well, it's going to be calm today. It's going to be calm tomorrow and uh, Sunday and then Sunday night and Monday. We should get more accumulating snow, they're saying. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Now, was that uh, that music that we came back, was that a little coffee jazz or what was that? Brad. I'm glad you recognize that, and it sounded like coffee jazz, but no, it was happy jazz. Okay. Yeah, you got to get your jazzes straightened out here. I guess I got to get my <laughs> jazzes together. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know, uh, Jeff had that song. I've also been thinking about a song for Bentleyville. Oh. Well, now, I've only gotten the first few lines uh, done, Kenny, but what do you think about this? Okay. We entertain the little people, the little people, the little people. We entertain the little people at Bentleyville. Okay. <laughs> we entertain the little people. I was thinking of the Wizard of Oz and Munchkins. That's where I stole it from. <laughs> oh, okay. Say, Brad, I got a name for taps. Oh, you do? Okay. Yep. Marilyn oh, called. 
Marilyn called. As a matter of fact, I've got Marilyn on the phone. I want her to stay there. I may have her ask her a question, and I know you might have a question as well. Dick Carlson of Duluth, a Duluth Central class of 1955 graduate. He was in the U.S. Navy. He passed away February 22nd. The funeral is Monday, but we're going to remember Dick Carlson, a veteran of the Navy. He also, uh, Marilyn, did you say he started the Twin Ports Wind Orchestra? Yeah, he part the starting group. And when did that occur? And, and the funeral the funeral was last Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, oh, it was last, last Monday. Monday. Okay, okay, okay. It was one of the most beautiful funerals I've ever been to. Now, you said he was in the Navy. Um, when and where did he serve, do you know? No, I'm sorry. That's fine. All right. Dick Carlson. Okay, that name rings a bell, Kenny. I, I'm sure somewhere along the line I have run into a Dick. That, well, it's interesting because when I went to Duluth Central for a period of time, the principal was Dick Carlson. But you tell me, uh, Marilyn, that this is somebody different from the principal. Yeah, that, that man has passed away, too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Not too hmm. long ago. Okay, well, thank you, Marilyn. You're welcome. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, thank you a lot. Appreciate that. So there you go. Dick Carlson, Navy veteran from Duluth. Um, we'll remember you know, him for I, taps. I'm going to have to search my brain cavity here, Kenny, because I saw somebody earlier in the week in the uh, in the obituaries in the Duluth paper, too, that I know was a veteran. And I, I had written it down. I'm going to have to look when we're away at our CBS News here. Uh, before we do go to CBS News, there, I want you to remember you know, this has been one of the worst winters in a long time as far as snow. We're almost 100, 100 inches of snow already, just under it. If you remember last winter when you snow, when you swore that you would do something about those old drafty windows that were costing you a fortune to keep your heating bill paid up to date, and now here we are again. You're turning up the heat and you're getting raked over the coals on heating your home. Stop the madness. Have less Grumdo window and siding. Install new energy-efficient Infinity by Marvin Ultrex fiberglass replacement windows, which are energy-efficient and protect your wallet from excess energy bills and costs. Less, call Les Grumdahl today at 728-3060 or visit lesgrumdahl.com. So, Kenny, when you need new windows or doors, who are you going to call? Les Grumdahl, a proud 1975 alum of Duluth Central and a heck of a nice guy. He's a Trojan, yes. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take our CBS break, and then we'll come back with more here on Sound Off on a Friday edition. KDAL time is 11.34, 28 overcast at the Army Corps. I'm sorry, yeah, Army Corps of Engineer and uh, light southwest wind uh, around 9 miles an hour. Brad, on the phone, we do have Congressman Pete Stauber. And, Brad, I told you during the week that uh, uh, Pete's nephew, Jackson, the yes. son of Rob Stauber, set a milestone uh, as a goalie with the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll let Congressman uh, Stauber uh, talk about that. I'm sure he's very proud. So they got uh, you. You got a lot of goalies in your hockey family. You got hockey players all over in the Stauber family. I think uh, Dell kind of had a lot to do with that at the beginning. But uh, so, so uh, your brother's son is now a goalie with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. 
Yeah, as you know, my brother Rob uh, Brad was uh, a really good uh, amateur goaltender, uh, really good college and really good professional. His son Jackson uh, just set a record with the Chicago Blackhawks, winning his first three starts ever. So he set the record, and, and obviously the Chicago Blackhawks are part of the original six in the National Hockey League. So it's an interesting record. He's a good goaltender. I think he's got a, a long future in the National Hockey League. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this week when we had um, uh, Minnesota Week, you know, a a celebration of uh, honoring Minnesota, I noticed you wrote a a piece or sent out a press release that you love it in Minnesota, and you said two of the things you love most, hockey and hot dishes. (laughs) Yeah, well, I tell you what, I mean, obviously Minnesota's the state of hockey, and and, – the Sauber family, we've had a passion for it. Uh, my nieces and my brothers are still coaching. And, and uh, right now, look at the college hockey playoffs and national hockey trade deadline and, and uh, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up and college hockey final four. It's a really good part of the year. And, by the way, I'm also the congressional liaison to the National Hockey League. I'm, I'm the only – Are you uh, really? Yeah, I'm the only former professional hockey player – to serve in Congress, and uh, I'm a co-chair of the Hockey Caucus. So I just uh, I was with, actually with the Stanley Cup last week in Washington D.C. Oh, that's fantastic! Well, I'll tell you what I love the work you're trying to do to uh, make some sense in the Biden administration uh, with with minerals that can be. Uh, you know, this story that was out earlier this week on Fox Four that uh, you had sat down uh, for an interview. Um, and and I thought it was very interesting. We have, according to what you had stated at that interview with Jan Jeffcoat, we have 95% of the nation's nickel right here in northern Minnesota, 90% of the cobalt reserves, over a third of copper and other palladium group metals, and yet we want to go to the Congo and have child labor dig them out of the ground. You know, it's it's... I've said this, it's actually, it's unethical and immoral that the United States and this administration enter into an MOU with the Congo to mine those uh, minerals that we need. And 15 of the 19 industrial mines in the Congo are owned by the Chinese government. They use child labor. Over 40,000 kids are forced to mine that cobalt. And it's really unconscionable that that the United States, for one, enters into the agreement, and by the way, taxpayer money to invest in that mining over there. And when, when we have the resources right here, we can respo- uh, uh, responsibly source these um, uh, critical minerals, secure our national strategic security, and then employ American workers and American technology with American miners. I mean, it's a win-win-win when we do it in our country. Best environmental standards, best labor standards. And I'm telling you what, uh, the people, my colleagues, even on the other side of the aisle, are disgusted uh, with this administration uh, allowing uh, child slave labor to mine these minerals that we need. Uh, Yet we turn a blind eye to it. I'm not turning a blind eye, and I know a whole bunch of us aren't. It's immoral and unethical for the United States to to enter into this agreement, and then we turn a blind eye. We can meet our green standards. Well, and just Northlanders, take a deep breath and listen to what it said in this story that uh, that Pete did with Jan Jeffcoat. 
uh, 15 of the 19 industrial mines in the Congo are owned by the communist Chinese government. And that's who we're that's who we're going to get our palladium and cobalt and other minerals that we need to make our green industrial revolution change in this country instead of doing it right here in our own Northland and paying great Northlanders good livable wage monies to do it safely and industrialized right here. Absolutely, Brad. And Brad, the the Duluth complex is the biggest copper nickel find in the world. Um, there's an investigation that has gone on. Uh, the gentleman's name is Sid Sidharth Kara, and he he he's been investigating the Congo and these mining uh, uh, folks for 20 years over there. He said it's deplorable. Uh, women have their children in the backpacks on the back while they're mining these minerals. Can you imagine the toxic uh, fumes oh, and the dust? That these young children, and and, we, and and this this administration knows it too. They're they're literally turning a blind eye, and, and allowing it to happen, uh, so they can get to their green future, uh, and again, not mine in the United States. This administration must get on the side of the American worker, and, and at every turn, it's uh, it's any workers but the American workers, any mines but the mines in here in the United States. And, Brad, it's not only in northeastern Minnesota, as the chair of the Energy and Minerals uh, Subcommittee, uh, there's mines in, in Arizona they're shutting down, too. Won't yeah, allow, uh, I saw that. To be mined. It's, it's crazy. It's just is it, it's, it's unacceptable. It's my gut feeling that the reason this is happening is because our president, Joe Biden, has sold out to the environmental lobby. Is, is that part of it? Is just completely sold out to him? We can't. We cannot figure out why Joe Biden allows the Chinese government to control our critical minerals. We can't figure it out. But I can tell you, investigations are going on. Um, you know, the, the investigations and the oversight uh, and accountability, the hearings that are happening. We're getting more information about the relationship with not only uh, Joe Biden but his family uh, with the uh, Chinese Communist Party. And I think in yeah. time, through these hearings, the truth and the facts will present themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of things, uh, connections, the long arms with the Chinese government that really making a lot of people question. Well, listen, Congressman Stauber, I am so sorry that I've got a very tight, limited schedule today because of losing an hour of the Twins game coming up. But I, I want to thank you for uh, checking in with us. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to very quickly bring us up to date on? And uh, otherwise, we'll try to get you back on again very soon here. No, real quick. I've got a printing bill, a Permit for Mining Needs Act. It's going to go on the House floor probably next month. It's part of a big energy package and a, a, a permitting reform package that should get bipartisan support to move America forward. Fantastic. Well, thank you for as hard as you're working for northern Minnesota. I know the uh, people that are trying to get decent jobs up on the range, they know the kind of work you're doing, and uh, we've just got to continue to do that because it's all of our futures. 
Thank you, uh, Congressman uh, Pete Stauber. We appreciate your time as always, and we've got to take a quick break before we come back with more here. KDAL time is 1145, 28 degrees downtown. And Brad, on the phone, we do have the tax man, TJ from Thorlickson Tax. Well, TJ, uh, we are so uh, thankful to have you on every week with uh, little tips and little advice on taxes because I'll tell you what we're finding is that no matter how good somebody thinks they are doing their personal taxes, I don't know how anybody can keep up with the multitude of changes that the IRS make on a regular basis. I mean, it's just uh, it's phenomenal. It's almost like every week they put out some new uh, uh, new device, some new uh, heads up. This has changed. It's it's crazy. Well, and they also, like all summer, talk about what they might change. And then those of us that do taxes have to kind of see at the fall and the winter what they actually did change from what they were thinking of changing. And, you know, sometimes they don't get it done until January as to what they're finally going to do or not do. So, so yeah, and that's why, you know, it's not it's not like it used to be. You know, and I, I say this with my TJ hat on, not the tax guy hat on, and it's like right. for the normal person, it's just not cut and dried anymore. So if you've got the children and you've got a business especially, there's just so many things you do need to know. You know, it's like cars. I think we talked about that a couple months ago. And cars, you know, remember those old days you could open up the hood and guys like you and me could change our own spark plugs and that kind of stuff. And oh, now yeah. you got to hook it up to a computer and the computer says this and it's not the same. You can't, you need a professional that does your cars now. And that's the same kind of thing with taxes, sadly. Because I don't think that's really fair to everybody, but that's why I like to keep track of everything. Well, li- so. like you say, TJ, if you're an owner of a business and you find yourself uh, like you feel like you're behind the eight ball, uh, is, it, is it a difficult situation to file for an extension? Or what, what do you have to do to go through that to try to get a little more time to pull everything together? Well, you know, that's... Uh, a two-part answer, but that's a very good question, and I, I hope people are tuned in and listening because people get this confused all the time. There's no problem in filing an extension. You just have to file it before the due date. So if you've got a corporation or a partnership, they've got to be done by March 15th here, and for your regular tax returns, that's April 18th this year. But here's where people get a little confused. It gives you a breather room to file the return it does not give you breather room to pay if you owe. And so people go, I don't have the money, so I'm going to file an extension, and I'll pay it in the fall. No, they, you're supposed to pay by April 15th or 18th this year, or okay. you get the penalties and interest and the late-paying fees and all those other things they add on. So if you are doing an extension and you think you owe, make a payment with that extension, and you'll save yourself a lot of headaches and penalties. Well, and, and TJ, I understand that the penalties and the interest can add up immensely. In fact, uh, the IRS, I just saw a little story that said the IRS is now raising the interest rates on money that you owe. So you're because the uh, government uh, cost of money is going up, uh, your interest on the money you owe is going to go up as well. Exactly. And so it is. And there's like, a, I don't know the exact percentage, but I, I it's like 4% or something like that of what you owe is the penalty, yeah. and then there's interest on that. And, yeah, it just adds up, and then people are really surprised in the fall, and they, they owe a ton. But, you know, just as you started this, our little spot here today, 
about the different rules. So here's something people should know too. Let's say you didn't make the payment ahead of time and you get done with your taxes in the fall and you've got a penalty of, you know, $1,000 and then you've got the interest and then you got the tax that you owe. The IRS has a thing called the first time abatement and it's a form you can fill out to say, you know what, if I haven't done this before, I didn't realize it, I'd like you to forgive me for the penalty. You still have to pay the interest in the tax you owe, but they'll take the penalty off. And you're supposed to do that once, but you can do it about once every five years. And they're very nice about that, and they, they take them off. I've never had one turned down yet. So that, that's wow. nice for people to know that it saves you a little bit of money. Well, I'll so, tell you, it's, yeah, uh, it's nice. comforting for us to be able to have a tax professional uh, that calls us on a regular basis. And if you have questions that you would like me to ask uh, TJ on a Friday, you can either send them directly to TJ at TJ at Thorlickson, that's T-H-O-R-L-A-C-K-S-O-N dot com, or send them to me and I will pass them along to him. Uh, TJ is more than uh, more than gracious with his time to answer questions that you may have about how do you handle certain tax situations. But again, if you need some help or just want to have your uh, system run by a professional before you send it in, uh, the phone number to call is 218-279-1920. That's 218-279-1920. Uh, T.J. Thorlickson with Thorlickson Tax Service. Uh, T.J., thank you so much for your time again, as always, on Friday. And uh, we look forward to these little times. Uh, but uh, thank you so much. Well, Kenny, do we have uh, – we're, we're clear now, aren't we, to the top? Yeah, we're going to go up here. We're going to take up uh, to the music for taps. You'll hear the uh, the pre-music that I have now. But, Brad, real quickly, okay. I've got to mention something. Uh, Jeff called in. He had his little uh, – couple of lines for a song that I think he was serious about uh, um, creating yeah. the song for yeah. Bentleyville. They're looking for a song. You had yours. Yes. And which KDAL. I, which I had stolen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. KDAL is actually helping Bentleyville celebrate their 20th anniversary this season. And they're looking for help uh, people to create and produce a new theme song. The song will be played when Bentleyville turns on their lights and opens the tour each day. It's oh, got to be man. a family-friendly thing. Go to our website, kdal610.com, and you can learn there how to submit your merry musical masterpiece. One winner will be selected and will get a one-night stay at Pier B Resort Hotel in Duluth, along with a $100 gift card to Silo's Restaurant inside Pier B. Uh, but uh, please turn in your song to contest at BentleyvilleUSA.org by, by uh, March 17th, by March 17th at 4 p.m. And uh, that again, would be so cool yeah. to have you as you enter Bentleyville every year to hear your song yeah. being played over the loudspeaker. Now, Brad, I'm sorry, but you cannot enter the contest. Huh? No. W w even if I write a authentic a a new song? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> how about if I how about if I have a ghost written by my drummer from my band in high school, Wayne Higgins? He's really good at this kind of stuff. Well, you see, now you let the cat out of the bag. People will say, oh. Wayne Higgins, wait a second. That's that guy Brad wrote that song. How dare him? 
All right, forget it. But you, as a regular listener to this show, you can put pen to paper, write your own idea for a song. Yeah, yeah. And if they like it at Bentleyville, you could have it played on a regular basis. You could say to your grandkids, hey, yeah, like that song? Guess who wrote it? Me, huh? Again, go to our website, kdal610.com, for details to enter your song in Bentleyville. I hope a KDAL listener wins it. I hope so, too. That would be so cool. By the way, I do want to thank our listeners for going to our podcast again and recommending other friends to our podcast. We're back in the t- in the top ten list, Kenny. Yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, I yeah. put a lot of work into that, so I appreciate people listening to the podcast at our well, website. You, you do a tremendous amount of work for it, and I yeah. uh, really thank you for that. It's, you know what today is, uh, it's Brad? Really nice. Besides Podcast Day and Bentleyville Song Day, um, it's it's Navy I, Reserve's birthday. We got that. It's World yep. Day of Prayer. Nothing wrong with praying. And, Brad, no. it's also Canadian Bacon Day. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Bacon or Canadian style bacon is the term commonly used in the U.S. for a yes. form of back bacon that is cured, smoked, fully cooked, trimmed into cylindrical medallions, oh boy, and then sliced thick. The name yeah. was created when this product was first imported from Toronto to New York City. Canadian bacon is made only from the lean eye of the loin and is ready to eat. Its flavor is described as more ham-like than other types because of its lean cut. Now, the term Canadian bacon is not used in Canada. They just call it back bacon. Right. But I tell you what, that's my go-to pizza. When I go into Sammy's, I ask them to make me a Canadian bacon, Italian sausage, and onion pizza. Oh, do I love that. Ooh, I like it. Say that again. Canadian bacon. It's Canadian bacon, Yep. Italian sausage, Ooh. and onions. That's it, huh? Yep. And onions. It has so Those... much flavor. It's not, not too greasy. You know, uh, you don't have a lot of grease hey, on it. It's very nice. I'm in. I might do that. I, I'll, if I, I go in and like say, it. can I have the Brad Bennett special, will they yeah, know what I'm say, talking who about? The hell, who the hell's Brad Bennett? <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> no. Well, listen, folks, we're going to end up, uh, Kenny's going to let me know when we got taps queued up here. Uh, got to let you know, though, uh, some of the uh, big retailers here in the Northland, Target, Best Buy, people like that, are now starting to starting to indicate that that consumers are starting to worry about inflation. Had a story out this morning that big retailers say consumer demands demanding is starting to buckle from the strain of inflation. Customers are making changes in how they shop. They're not going after things like electric or home improvement or clothing. They're spending more time. For example, Target says they've had a big increase in people buying groceries and household basics at their stores instead of, uh, you know, spendy-type things. Spiraling inflation forced families to put discretionary purchases on hold and focus most of their spending on necessities. And even places like uh, TJX... The owner of TJ Maxx and Marshalls 
said they're starting to see more and more people spending on uh, discounted items. Shoppers' visit to discount groceries like Aldi's have also increased. So I think we are going to see this recession that they've been talking about for a while. People are starting to buy more essentials than they are niceties. So we are uh, just about done here, folks. Uh, Kenny, I think we got to uh, take our break. We go do, to Brad. Our, uh, yeah, we go, We're going to go to our taps. taps. And uh, we'll see you all Monday.